Here we go. So, hello, hello. Welcome again to another episode of This Black Girl Podcast. I am your host, Lola, aka Ola.miss.lola without the H on Instagram. And I'm joined here by the lovely author, Tracy Harden. Um, she is here to share with me not only just some personal stories about her journal, about her journey, but also her um, her books and where the inspiration drew from those, as well as learning more about her and learning more about them. So thank you so much, Tracy, for joining me. Thank and, you for having me. <laughs> of course. And um, before we even get into it, can you give um, the listeners just a little synopsis of who you are and what your journey has been in like Cole's notes. Absolutely. Um, I'm Tracy Harden. I am an author, of course, but I'm also a library media specialist. So I work for a school system, um, my nine to five. I am a mother. I have three sons. I am from Swainsboro, Georgia, which is Southeast Georgia. I attended Payne College for my undergrad. And I am currently residing in Conyers, Georgia. Love it. I'm a sister, I'm an aunt, and I'm a daughter. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so I want to get into, I guess, the, the meat and potatoes of our talk right now. When you had first contacted me, um, one of the titles you had used to describe your journey had been Survivor. And a lot of, a lot of Black women, unfortunately... Um, go through unnecessary trauma and issues trying to uphold, you know, what we're supposed to do as Black women. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. And you're supposed to handle things with strength and with grace and tenacity. And when you choose not to or to break away from that idea, it sometimes ends up being a problem. So explain to me, I guess, how your... I guess your marriage itself started and how that part of your journey had started. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, I actually was one of those who met my husband before, um, as a teenager. So mm -hmm. we met, we we're from the same hometown. We grew up not far from each other. So, um, again, like I mentioned, I'm from Swainsboro, Georgia, very small town. So everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Um, we knew each other as children, basically. And he was one of those secret friends I had. Um, nobody knew we were as close as we were. Uh, we walked, we talked. He had talked to me about all of his issues. I talked to him about mine. You know, we just had this like really cute little friendship. So uh, when I went to college, we talked um, up until my senior year in high school, up until about the second semester I was at Payne. And he wrote me this letter and told me, you know, go live your life, have fun. I'm not really on the level you're on right now, which was understandable. So we just split away. So exactly 20 years later, we reconnect. And it was like, oh, my God, my friend is back in my life. You know, it's perfect. It's wonderful. We're talking. We're inseparable. He just comes in and fits right into what was going on. And at the time, um, I was writing or getting ready to release my first book. And, you know, he came in very supportive, you know, just saying, yeah, go for it. And, um, you know, I told him I was already in the process, but, you know, it was just a lot of things going on for me. I had just uh, finished my certification for library media. 
So I was stepping into a new job. I was releasing a book. I was having just all of these things going. I had lost weight. You know, just like all my friends yeah. was like, girl, you went this is season for you. And, you know, uh, uh, he comes back into the picture and y'all hitting it off really good. So go Tracy. Yeah. And so it really, it really was a friendship rekindled. And that's what it really should have stayed. Just a friendship. But, you know, we both decided to go to the next level. So after a very short amount of time, after six months, we decided to get married. And we got married and then we were going to have a wedding ceremony afterwards. So, um, but in the midst of all of that, we had to slow down and realize we had a whole lot of differences. As parents, um, I'm a Christian in beliefs. We yeah. didn't share the same beliefs when we were children. We did, but as adults, everything was different. Our right. perception on life, um, everything, kind of hit the fan and showed that it was different later. You know, like later in the relationship. So that's well, my, when it just became like a spiral, and well, just started going downhill from there. Oh man. Okay. Well, my question to you is, I guess, what was the the time span, I guess, between getting married, or I guess not even getting married, like deciding you're going to get married, getting married, and then realizing there's so many uh, core issues or core values that don't align. Like, what was that time span between then? The thing was, knowing each other, you still think that okay, this is a person who genuinely cares about me. And regardless of our different beliefs, maybe he'll come back around and see the light. Maybe this is a phase he's going through. Um, right. This is something that we can just learn to work out together. Like, okay, this is my belief. This is his. But because we are so in love with each other, we can work, we can work through our differences. We can cohabitate together, even though we have differences. Totally wrong. That was like... The most asinine thing I've ever heard of. Like, as many friends that I have yeah. who have different views, it's still a difference when it comes to what those different beliefs are. Like, I have friends who are Christian, who have Muslim husbands, and they can live in perfect harmony. But right. when you are basically a Christian who dates someone whose religion is not really identified, but you know it's a religion that hates Christianity, you cannot live together. Like it's almost yeah. like darkness and light trying to be in the same room. It just cannot happen. Okay. And that is what became my reality very quickly. Like Tracy, what are you doing? This is not gonna work. And me being the very private person that I am, and yeah. me being the person who just wants to work every issue out. Like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna solve this. It's going to work out and then we're going to move on. But I got to a point where I didn't even want to share what I was going through with anybody because for one, I'm private. And for two, I have to be the strong figure. I have three sons. I have all of these things going on. So I can't let anybody know that I'm having these moments of weakness or this trauma going on because I'm not a very drama filled person. So I don't do drama. So I can't let people know that this is happening in my world. So I, I got to a point where I'm just sitting there praying and figuring out like, 
Yeah. So okay. So, so then. Was, oh, sorry to cut you off. I was gonna say. No, um, go ahead. So, so how long would you say that you, um, like suffered in silence? Because I was in a similar situation in the sense that, like, I was married to my ex-husband, and like we had a short, you know, I guess courting period. Plus, on top of that, I was also pregnant. So there's that 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 vibe of do what you got to do, do what's right, do what's right. And it felt right until we were actually together. And I realized certain values or certain things that I find is super important that we need to do. He doesn't believe in it. You know, certain Christian values that I enjoy doing that I like to do, that belief wasn't there. And realizing it, like, I want to say that the, the bottom fell out of the barrel, so to speak. Yeah. So like when, I guess, like how long did you try to thug it out before you're like, this, this, this can't work? I would say I thugged it out for maybe three months. Okay. I thugged it out for three months. And it, and it could have been longer, to be honest with you. It could yeah. have been longer until this one major incident occurred. And I spoke with my sister, who um, she and I had really not been talking. And thank God we rekindled our sister friendship because that was kind of rocky. And we, you know, we're sisters. We jumped right back in. And I was able to confide in her. Had it not been for me confiding in her and opening my mouth and saying something, I would probably still be in that situation. Wow. Because okay. it had to, and you know, sometimes we feel guilty because we're like, oh, I'm about to become one of those chicks who's sharing a story. Everybody's going to feel sorry for. But, and that's why I, I'm not really vocal about a lot of things because a pity party is not the objective here. The yeah. objective is I've opened my mouth and said something. I don't care about judgment. I don't care what you're going to say. I Because hopefully that one chick out there, that lady, that woman, that young girl, anybody needs to hear what I dealt with, resonate with that and make some quick decisions because we don't have a whole lot of time now. We don't have time to be in these um, rocky situations and relationships for months and years. People are taking people out of here. Mental health is so hot and heavy in our community. So somebody has to do something and you have to act quickly. I knew the way the spiral was spinning, how quickly things were turning. I didn't have a lot of time to make a decision. And it was until that one major incident occurred, that one incident, and that was it. I was done. That was it. Because I knew it could only get worse from there. Right. For either him or for myself. So we, you know, I decided then. It's, it's over. We we can't go. There's no going back from this, and we definitely cannot try to fix this together. So we have to be separate, which led to our divorce, which my divorce will be final on the 13th of next week at 10 o'clock. Wow. Well, congratulations. I'm going to count down for you. 
I'm going to count down for you. Look, I thank God that I just made it here because it could have been a different situation for me going on. It could have been a different court hearing. It could have been a burial. Who knows what it could have been? So, you yeah. know, I just thank God that I'm being free from this situation. And I, I do want um, people to know to don't don't suffer in South. Like those three months that I thugged it out were way too long. Yeah. Way too much time wasted. Unfortunately, it got to that point because again, like I said, we we're, we were friends. We were friends since children and we should have just stayed there. But yeah. it's okay to, you know, just a, a growth. You never stop growing. You never stop learning. And so that was just something to um, pour into the ministry ahead and to keep moving. So No, that, that's super important. And I'm thankful that you you made it out on the other side, you know, with your with yourself, with your sanity, with your health, you know, yes. you have your boys to look after. So they still have their mom, you know, family still has their sister and friend. And that's super important. Yes. And I'm glad that you spoke up because like you said, like, like yourself, I'm similar. My friends are similar. There are a lot of black women in general that are, like you said, are very private. You don't want people in your business Oh, if you talk too much, people are going to chat and talk around and, you know, you'll, you'll be the talk, you'll be the tea of the week and people in group chat. Right. Like, that has no relevance when it comes to your livelihood. Now, the one thing I do want to ask is, um, during that time that you were in the relationship and, you know, you were seeing, you mentioned you saw red flags after the fact and things like that. Um, I want to ask you, cause I had this feeling and I kind of pushed it down and I didn't realize until afterwards I should have followed it. Do you have a feeling that like God was blocking your blessings because this person was in your life? Did you ever have that? Like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I definitely felt that at one point. Yes. And you know, it's it's unfortunate because we know that God honors marriage. He wants us to be married. He wants us to be, you know, happy. He wants the best for us. Yeah. But sometimes the decisions we make, and sometimes we're we're tested. I think um, a lot of times. I think even with me, because I still go back and read text messages, and I reflect on them, and I'm like, hmm. Now, why didn't I ignore? Why did I ignore that? That was a red flag. But when you're just in something, it's new, it's something. And like me, I'm 39. I'm like, well, I've never been married before. Why not give it a try? You know, but I did not. One thing I know that I did do in this marriage that I have not done in any other decision that I made. And I didn't talk to God about it first. I was just in it. I didn't do a whole lot of fasting and praying. It was just consuming all of me i was busy and i was too busy to even ask like okay is this the right decision now i did a lot of consulting with god while i was in it and no near the end because (laughs) i'm like okay need you to get me out of this thing i got myself into but um that's the that's the reminder i have and before i do anything i have to pray about it I have to just ask God, like, okay, what is this the right decision? Because so many opportunities are presented to us every day. 
And sometimes we don't think to just go pray about it real quick. But I have learned my lesson in that. And before I do 98.9% of the things I do, I have to consult with God. I'm getting to 100, but um, I have to talk to him first because this taught me so much about ignoring red flags, not really even focusing in on them. Um, not questioning things. A lot of times, you know, we get the rap from as black women of being so aggressive as is, or are you talking too loud? Or you're, you're, why are you so, you know, aggressive? Well, it's not aggressive, but I just, I I just need a little understanding. It's okay to, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to sit and wait. Um, It's okay to think things through before jumping into a life changing situation absolutely but i definitely did get those feelings that something just wasn't right i did okay 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 and i guess the final question before we pivot out of this whole like topic um is obviously you still have a strong connection and strong faith with god but was there a moment or either during afterwards either with, you know, more people finding out what, what the situation was or things like that, where you felt like maybe your faith was tested or shaken? Yes, indeed. I had some um, very serious situations to happen that um, even with my ex-husband, the, he was very spiritual, but just in the opposite way in which I was. Okay. And that definitely tested my um, faith. I'm very active at my church and I also work at another church. And I knew when it was always a problem with me going to church or me being involved in the ministries that I'm involved in, it was always an issue. And I realized, I was like, okay, I'm in a spiritual war. Uh, Listening to gospel music was a problem. anything related to my religion and my belief was a problem and that's when i knew i was it was a test that i didn't feel i was really equipped for but i got equipped for it really quick you know just like you know because we're usually in this walk of life and we you know we have our good days our bad days our ups and downs but i have never really been in a spiritual war with someone right is totally against your belief. That's that's very okay. If you meet someone or have a a debate with someone at work, it's totally different from that person being in your home, in the room with you. You sleep and wake up with that person, and you're at war with them spiritually. That's on a whole nother level. Yeah. So I do in fact believe it was a test. It was definitely a test. Because it almost gives the vibe of like sleeping with the enemy because you can have your, people can have different faiths and you can listen, believe, agree, disagree. But when you feel like somebody is a direct enemy of what you believe in telling you, no, 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 don't do this. Don't go there. Why are you so involved? It hits very, very different because I feel like it's attacking a part of yourself and you question, well, if you love me, why don't you love this part about me? Does that make sense? 
it makes total yes yes yeah it's yeah i don't know but i'm like i said i'm glad that you know you had the courage and the capability and the ability to step away like i said i'm i'm counting down for you for when you're <laughs> officially declared free from that situation and and you know the funny thing about all of this is for the um people who know me who will hear this they'll yeah. be like we didn't even know she was married so people are going to find out about my divorce before they even found out <laughs> Tracy. i know i know i'm sorry y'all it wasn't supposed to be this way so let me tell y'all how it's supposed okay. to go all right we, we had our marriage it was just he and i and the minister we were going to invite our family and friends to a ceremony as like a, you know, so an official thing. Right. So we just didn't want a playhouse. We wanted to make things right. So that is one thing we did agree on. It's not, you know, playhouse yeah. and I have children, you know, just wanted to have a good foundation and let them see good examples. So that is how it was supposed to go. Now, the things that happened in between there i'm sorry guys i'm sorry but you know if things you know maybe one day i'm not rushing it or looking but if you know it'll be done right the next time okay. if there be time, you know but i just want to apologize to my friends and my folks who didn't know okay. just want to take that time not to say that <laughs> well I, I i'm gonna throw an, an added disclaimer to say that as a private person myself don't think it's a reflective of you guys that she didn't choose to share this particular piece of information. Thank you. Because people take it personal when it's like, oh, well, I didn't know what you didn't trust yeah. me. Are we not close enough? Yeah. It has nothing. You weren't even in the equation, boo-boo. Exactly. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. It was really just something that I was dealing with personally. So right. charge it all to me. It's all my fault. Fair <laughs> Well, okay, but it's I, not fault. You know, you, we you tried something and, and it didn't work, unfortunately. And thankfully, you know, you were able to, I don't want to say fix the mistake, but you were able to, I guess, change course yeah. and put yourself back on track to what where you where you need to be, where your calling seems to be finding you. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, one of those callings is, you know, writing books. In particular, uh, children's books. So, can you tell me a, a bit about that? You have two books out now called Jackson Stay Calm and Made and Tie Your Shoes. So, can you tell me a bit about these two? Definitely, I can. Okay. So, um, my first book, Jade and Tie Your Shoes, was written when my son, who is now 14, but he was maybe about six or seven when I started the book. And so at the time I was working as a parent educator and I've been, I've worked as a parent educator for over a decade. So I decided with this book to write something that is for children. But most of the time, the person who's reading the book to the child is the parent or the guardian of the adult. So this book is about Jaden, who is my oldest son, who, you know, we created this adventure of days he goes through. And he's trying to remember to keep his shoes tied from the moment he goes out the door for school, while he's at school, while he's participating in PE, when he goes to the cafeteria to get lunch, just his whole day is disturbed 
are interrupted by him not being able to keep his shoes tied. So he says he says his little um, rhyme to try to help him remember the shoe tying technique. Yeah. And at the end of the book, his mom notices how stressed he is. And she says, okay, we're just going to pause and we'll get you some shoes with Velcro. So that message is for the parent who's reading the book, who is probably stressing about their child not being able to tie their shoes. Right. And at this time, um, I have a lot of boy mom friends as well. So when I would go to basketball right. games or any event, I'm always hearing, tie your shoes, tie your shoes. And I'm like, oh my God, this will just help them and help me realize that, okay, there is an easier way to get through these moments. While we still practice tying the shoes, because I have instructions in the back about, you know, how to tie your shoes and it's helped even my children, my younger boys tie their shoes. So yeah. it's just something for the child and for the parent to realize, it's okay, we're going to take a break. We will continue to practice until we get it right. And then we can wear shoes with laces. But in the meantime, if we need to get some Velcro shoes, we'll throw some Velcro shoes on there and keep going. But we're like not going to stress about tying shoes, yeah. That's cute. That's cute. It's just, it's a nice way to kind of teach, like you said, teach a story not only to the child, but to the parent that if your child has a, has a problem or an issue, that there's other solutions. There are know? so many other solutions. And then with the children reading the book, you know, with our Black boys, especially with their reading levels not being as high as they should be, they get to read a story about a a boy named Jaden. There are a lot of Jadens out there and yeah. they get to kind of resonate with what he's going through. So I they like can that. get, they can enjoy reading about someone who looks like them, whose name may be similar to theirs. Mm -hmm. And it gets that, it creates that culture and it creates that habit of reading. I like that. And can you tell me a bit about the other book, Jackson Stay Calm? Absolutely. Jackson Stay Calm is about my youngest son, who is five years old. He'll be six on Sunday on April 10th. Uh -huh. And um, Jackson is totally different from Jaden. He is kind of a firecracker. You know, he's a little fire sign. And he is, you know, the you know, slightest thing will make him upset. If he can't have his way, if he hears the word no, it's like his whole world has ended. Yeah. So this is actually something I was doing with Jackson, which birthed the book. But when Jackson would get upset, I'll say, okay, Jackson, now you've heard no, and it's okay if you've heard no, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to learn how to calm down. So what we do is we inhale for five seconds, we hold it for five seconds, and we exhale for five seconds. So nice. we call it the Jackson 5 method because he's five, famous Jackson. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> So when he hears Jackson 5 Method, he knows to just take a moment and calm down. Um, yeah. So that book is about my youngest son, Jackson. Just, and this helps children because there, and then this is another story that resonates with them, one in a dog, one in different things. And um, even in there, he wants to play with a game on the iPhone. So, and I tell him, no, it, it went dead. It didn't charge last night. So he has a meltdown about that. And that's yeah. true life events, you know? So this is just to help children and help parents even with a way of calming their child down. Like, yeah. help them understand that you are going to get upset even as an adult. And you can calm yourself down just by breathing in, holding it, and letting that breath out. So I like that. I really enjoy the fact that 
your books are not only um, like, you know, a source of entertainment and representation for like our young black children, but they're also teaching tools that yeah. they will carry with them going into the future as they get older. And even like teaching tools for the adults in their life who maybe weren't taught those coping mechanisms to learn that, well, dang, if this little kid can breathe and relax, maybe I can do that too. And then, you know, be able to apply healthier coping mechanisms within our community so that, you know, we're healthier, less stressed out mentally. Absolutely. So I, I really, I really like that. I really like that. Thank um, you. But I wanted to ask you, I guess, what inspired you to even start writing? Actually, my sons inspired me to write. Now, as a child, before, you know, as a child, I did like to create stories. And I used to write little plays and things to myself just because I was always in that creative space. And it wasn't until actually 2020 that Christmas, around that Christmas, um, I, I opened my uh, laptop and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to finish writing Jaden Time. Time, tiger shoot. So I was like, I'm going to just put an end to it because it was so hard for me to think of an end. And okay. so I sat and I wrote that and I finished it and it did well and it's doing well. It's still, um, people are still buying copies of it. Thank everyone for your support. It's so amazing just to see um, how many people are really enjoying reading the stories. Um, so writing has become, has always been something I've enjoyed doing. I just didn't have that confidence in myself to think I would create something that people would actually like. So mm -hmm. I had to have those self talks and just do it. Like sometimes our biggest hindrance can be ourselves. And with me, that's my biggest hindrance myself sometimes. So yeah. I just did it. I've gotten into it and I have been a part of so many other writing things that are coming soon. And I will share those things later, but I'm just so excited for the doors that have began to open up for me just with writing like something i really enjoy creating stories so i'm so glad of those opportunities i'm glad and i wanted to ask so right now you have two books for now um i'm assuming you're working on another one because you said you have three sons yeah i am <laughs> yes can you tell us just and like a little a little preview of that um well, I can tell you that um, my middle son is Jason. He is actually the face behind the Middle Kids show. Okay. And the next book will be about him. It nice. will be a little different. Um, it won't be uh, a any instructions that come with that book. But it'll just be about um, something centered around Jason's birthday. So Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's a good little... Right. A little a little taste, a little sample. Um, and so, you know, you said your son, he's the, I guess, the face behind the middle kid show. And like, I love the name of it too. It's just so different. But my question is now, I guess, with your son seeing that like, they've inspired you to do something that's so creative and share with others, um, has it inspired them to also do anything creative or to go into writing or things like that? You know, I know that one of them probably will. Right now, they are really involved in sports and just okay. having fun. Um, Jason, however, he does take Middle Kids Show very seriously. 
and he loves to do content. So it started with him uh, on YouTube. He was record wanted me to record him play video games and upload them on YouTube. All and right. that's how it started. And so yeah. for his seventh birthday, he kept talking about Middle Kids Show. So for his seventh birthday, I decided to give gift him with the LLC Middle Kids Show. Yes. And you, know, and you know, I talked to him and I consult with him a lot just to ask him because I was like, okay, Jason, I want to eventually let this be you by yourself. And then mommy branches on to her own thing. But, yeah. you know, right now I just enjoy and, and my other sons give insight as well. They're not going to be they are behind the scenes people like me. So even when they give ideas, they don't No, don't. I don't have to be on video or anything, but they are very involved in what yeah. we are doing. So I do. I like the fact that they do have good work ethic. Even they don't have to be in the forefront. Right. OK, that's great. And for yourself as an author, I know you're writing children's books. Are there any plans or desires to maybe write for adults, whether it's short form, long form, maybe like, I don't know, poetry could be a short story. Is there anything there yet? It doesn't have yes, to be. There is. There is. Um, I actually was able to write and with adults, I have not been led to write an adult book yet however um script writing is one that is on the adult level okay. so hopefully something uh you will see soon will have my name in the credit and also some other projects and how this all began was i was actually writing on scripts before i started before i finished jade and tiger shoes okay and we were in the midst of doing some things and you know through it all i was told um i didn't have a superpower to help with the project i know and so and this is no shade to the person who told me because she's forgiven and we're back working together you okay. know but sometimes people don't even understand why they say things to you not understanding yeah. that it really helps you so i'm one who can take a licking and keep on ticking like they say <laughs> And yeah. so, um, you know, I, I thank her for saying that to me because it allowed me to not only show her that, um, and not, not just to prove anything to her, but to myself. Right. Like, how dare you accept that someone told you you don't have a superpower when you are definitely a superhero in itself. And yeah. it allowed me to get to a place where I had no choice but to believe in me. Even when someone else, it's kind of like being told no. Oh, you're yeah. gonna tell me no? Then watch this. So, <laughs> I'm thankful for that. That lesson was learned as well. And um, mm -hmm. we'll we'll have some great content coming out soon. So I am definitely writing all of the time. Yeah. I am always um, looking and thinking of different things to create stories with. It's so therapeutic for me. And so there's so much more in store, and you will see it soon. I'm excited. Okay. Well, um, thank you for sharing all of your stories and your journey and the insight and the path that brought you here. And I just want to share with everybody, I guess, the best way to connect with you, get access to your books, um, and to just be able to know when projects are available, if they want to reach out to you on social media, how can they do that? 
Absolutely. And uh, uh, the best way to order my book is www.middlekidshow.com. It's very user-friendly. You can go on there and order a couple of copies of each book. You can also email me at Tracy, that's T-R-A-C-I-E-T, pardon, at gmail.com. And you can follow myself on Instagram under TLD2103. Perfect. Okay. So you've heard it here. Make sure to connect with her. Make sure to go and support the Middle Kids Show, support Black authors and buy her books. They are lovely. They're available. You know, Jackson Stay Calm and Jaden Tie Your Shoes. They are out. They're available. Thank you again so much, Tracy, for joining me. Thank you. With that being said, thank you again for being part of this Black Girl podcast. Again, I'm your host, Lola, and have a wonderful day. Bye.